RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Busy, busy show, Frank. Oh, good. Yeah, super busy. Um, we'll just get right into it. Okay. Skip all the pleasantries. <laughs> Who needs that? Are you tired or something? I'm just, it's just everything. But let's keep going. Yeah. Monday, we have a guest coming on the show. Her name is Melody. She fired up a grassroots organization that is manning Dropbox locations with people with cameras. Oh. 24 hours a day. But in, but in like in specific states and counties, what? Yeah, they have it all organized by state, county, whatever. It's really cool. Completely grassroots effort. I was introduced to her. This is a crazy story. A friend of my dad's named Pete. Hi, Pete. Um, who's been a friend of my dad's since he was a kid. And actually like renewed their vows when they got remarried. We threw them like a 25th anniversary and had them renew their vows like as a surprise. Uh-huh. You're gone. Um, anyway, he introduced me to her because he's in our little crew of, of merry misfits here. And to he, Melody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and what she's doing is just incredible. So um, Greg Phillips has tweeted about it or truthed about it. We'll put it. We'll put her on the show on Monday and we'll talk about it. So that's cool. Um, outside of that, we have three things today. Big things. J6, like Monday. Um, J6, the Bannon case, and the Steve Kirsch substack that came out with vaccine stuff. And I think we're going to start at the Steve Kirsch substack. Okay. It could take, it could, we could do the entire show on this. It is, it is stunning. It's called the safe and effective narrative is falling apart. And he says, here's my list of over 50 leading indicators that the momentum is moving in our favor. I'd be surprised if the narrative doesn't fall apart soon. It's quickly unraveling in the UK. So Mm. a whole list Frank, of things with sourcing and studies and backup and all kinds of stuff. The first point, the vaccine deaths are now simply too massive to keep hiding or explaining them away. And he links to four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine articles under this one bullet point. Um, Non-COVID excess deaths, why are they rising? Experts call for probe as mortality rates in England and Wales climb despite drop in coronavirus deaths. Another one, excess deaths are on the rise, but not because of COVID. Office for National Statistics data leads health experts to call for urgent investigation into what's causing excess mortality. England, excess deaths on the rise, but not because of COVID. Experts call for investigation. Ireland, heart disease exploding in kids. Heart hmm. disease in children explodes. It's very Jeez. common, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting that a lot here, too, now. The other thing that I've seen a lot that people are... There there have been all of these articles, uh, of course, about blood clotting and stuff like that. And I, um, it that hits particularly close to home for me, not because I've had one, but because I have a very close family member who has. And... They act like they're like, oh, make sure that you're drinking water and, 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 you know, drink lots of water, because if you don't drink water, your blood gets thicker and then you can get like. Yeah, yeah. it's just just I, I, I know, I know, I know. It's as if we were designed so poorly. 
we were designed so poorly like we we like human beings the human species has just arrived on the earth about 10 years ago or so and we're still trying to work out all the kinks of what it is to be alive it, it's you, like, think, you, ugh, you think about the people you think about the the tens of millions of people in africa alone prior to covid who don't have any access to clean drinking water why aren't they all blood clotted Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, can being dehydrated lead to thickening, quote, of the blood? Absolutely. But they also say in this article that I read that drinking too much water can cause the same problem. (laughs) Now, the most disturbing the most disturbing uh, articles are are the ones of young people, even I mean, whether they be teenagers or even into their 30s. Going to sleep and not waking up. The, the parents, he, parents find children in bed. That's that, that's a nightmare. Yes, yes. He he goes into this too. He says next unknown causes. Well, this isn't the next one, but unknown causes is now the leading cause of death in Alberta, Canada. So dying of an unknown cause is is actually the leading cause when they can't figure out why you passed away. So they say it's unknown. Like it's just crazy. He goes into it here. He says. But why would they be um, the experts dismiss that as, oh, it's because more people who have had covid are more susceptible to dying. That has been proven false. He says, why would they be more susceptible of dying to unknown causes? And why is it only the vaccinated who are dying of the unknown causes? And if this is due to the covid infection, how come it isn't happening in any country with a low covid vaccination rate? And how do the experts explain strange blood clots only found in vaccinated people? The press still forgets to ask these critical questions, but at least mainstream media is covering the mystery cause of deaths. It's a start, but they're allowing hand-waving explanations when the experts are just making stuff up. Like SADS? Yes. Hand-waving. I mean, there's there's no no bigger hand-wave than that. No. Sudden-onset death. Yes, sudden adult death syndrome. Because we were walking around for, like you said, like all of us, it's just so asinine. This is the biggest crime against humanity in history by far. There is no, not even a question. There is a, this, these get really, really good because this is what I've said. And you've, you've agreed with me. Once the financial start stuff starts to hit the fan, that's when this will all start coming out because they're not going to be able, somebody's going to point the finger at somebody, right? Insurance wise, whether it's health insurance or life insurance or whatever, or workers comp, whatever it is. There is a 163% rise in life insurance claims at Lincoln National. They are the fifth largest insurance company in the U.S. That's not a 63% increase. It's 163%, almost a tripling of the death rate. It isn't COVID because COVID doesn't kill anywhere near that number of people. There's a video linked in here, too. I'm telling you, people, it took me. I was two hours into this article, didn't even scratch the surface because I'm the person who sits and clicks every single link and watches every single video. And (laughs) that's me. Life insurance companies in countries all over the world are reporting record numbers of excess deaths. They're not statistical fluctuations. The deaths are caused by a huge intervention that is affecting the health of millions of people. And it's all new. Nothing like this has ever happened before ever in our history, in their history either. Now, GoFundMe has apparently a ridiculous number of fundraisers set up for young people dying from stroke and other causes. Jeez. It says here, I heard on my local radio about a GoFundMe for a lady that was stuck in Tasmania because she had a massive stroke on the holiday. So I decided to look it up 
And he's, she, this person says the amount of GoFundMe pages for young people and children who have had strokes was mind boggling. Also, a heap of pages for adverse reactions to the vax. Guys, I can tell you right now, GoFundMe will close them all down within what? I don't know, another 48 hours from this thing posting. I promise you. Then and, and to think every last one of those those campaigns is tied to a desperate family. I, I a desperate family who is it's now being shunned, shunned because we're better than you. We're better than you. We got the vaccine. So did I. Now you're an anti-vaxxer. <sighs> Number two here. How can casket makers for child caskets suddenly see a 400 percent rise in demand right after the vaccines are announced for kids? Read uh, Etna Hext's story about one of the largest North American casket manufacturers reporting a 400% increase in child-sized caskets since December of 2021. And I saw that. I saw that on, on the titters, as they like to say on Truth Social. Um, More, morbid as hell. It's terrible. Um, John Campbell, this is the guy I was talking about on Monday. Even John Campbell, Dr. John Campbell, who is pro-vaccine, admits that a troubling number of unexplained excess deaths are not just happening in the UK, they're happening worldwide. It says, just listen to the first 30 seconds of this video. Should we? Why not? Yes. Hello, warm welcome to today's talk, Wednesday, the 6th of July. We're looking at excess mortality. Now, basically, there's about 1,300 too many people per week dying in England and Wales at the moment, and we don't know why. It is not COVID-related. People are dying much more than we would expect based on previous year's averages. And I'm going to be giving evidence that suggests that this is not just a UK phenomenon. This is an international phenomenon. But we've got good quality data from the UK. So, uh, and, and what was the conclusion? Well, he, he, there's a problem. See, he came out. He lists the th- I read this the other day. Remember the, um, the percentages I read out loud. Uh-huh. Um he he he's pro vaccine but he had been like months back changing his mind about it and he came out and did a video when he read some of the things that Pfizer knew before they like when some of the FDA leaks came out because of the FOIA lawsuit that Aaron Siri and Dell Bigtree and them did. Um and he he basically resigned himself to the things are not safe. But he kind of flipped the switch back. And now look People are dying everywhere. Thousands a week. That was a thousand more a week, he said, right? Yeah. That's a thousand people every week more than is typical for people. We got to stop this. It's got to. It's too late now for, for there has to be accountability for this. This can't be just swept under the rug like what Steve Kirsch is saying in here. And we're not. I'm going to keep going on this if you're OK with it, because. Yeah, yeah I'm fine. It's too important. We can't keep sweeping this under the rug and and have everybody just walk around like, oh, yeah, like he ran a non-scientific poll and then he ran a more scientific poll. Steve Kirsch did. And the every single person. Now, I say all the people that are responding to Steve Kirsch's poll are doing so because they've experienced or are like awake to the fact that there's something terribly wrong here. So that's why I think it's a little biased. But everybody knows at least two or three people who have had a problem. Everybody. Everyone. It, it, it's terrible. I, I, I don't think it's a matter of us um, not acknowledging it. Uh, I, I don't think. I think that the people who are most 
responsible, always knew that we were going to be coming up on this this at, at some point. And you've got Walensky out there telling everybody to run out right now and get a booster. Like right now, today, you must go out and get your booster shot. F you, as Dave Chappelle would say, F your couch. Well, um, yeah, if you ever heard the really disturbing audio from Jonestown at the end when Jim Jones is telling is is urging everybody drink 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 let's let's get this over with we have to we have to die quick i mean it, it's the same kind of urging get it over with let's you know be done with it you know um it's some disturbing stuff so when i see michelle walensky come out and say get number 4 get number 4 we have to we have to do this quick there's a surge coming um it's just, man, um, I don't know. The surge, honestly, the data is all, and he has it in here if we get there. The data is screaming that unvaccinated people are just not getting sick with COVID. Like sick, sick with COVID. People are getting it, obviously. There are still people out there who haven't gotten it yet. Knock on wood. I've gotten it, but I know people who haven't. And the the deaths are 90 something percent of the deaths are in vaccinated people and people are saying well that's because so many people are vaccinated obviously well when we were unvaccinated that wasn't the reason like you can't you can't switch it around i know you know what i mean when people were vaccinated and not dying it was oh that's because you're there are you, you it whatever anyway the overall shift, he says, in the cause of death from respiratory to cardiac is impossible to ignore and can't be explained if the vaccines are safe and effective. He says, a friend of mine who lives in Massachusetts noticed this after he made a FOIA request for the death records in his state. He looked at the ICD-10 coded causes of deaths and noticed that the causes of deaths shifted from primarily I codes, which are respiratory due to COVID, to I codes circulatory due to the vaccine. Now we learn that the exact same thing happened in the UK in 2021, according to their official government numbers. There has to be a cause for this, but the health authorities are just baffled and can't explain it. Well, how could they explain it if they're not allowed to think anywhere outside of their tiny little uh, jewelry box of thought? That's exactly what he said. They can't explain it when they're not allowed to. Right. And, you know, the vaccine injuries of toddlers who are now having seizures can't be explained. This is now a regular occurrence for two and three year old kids to have seizures. It's only happening in vaccinated kids, most often between two and five days of vaccination from the COVID vaccine. Doctors aren't allowed to report these events publicly. They're not allowed to share on social media or talk to the press. So each doctor thinks it's simply a one off event that's only happening to them. But if they could speak publicly, they would realize the massive pattern. This is why hospitals muzzle doctors so nobody finds out. Nurses are scared that their social media accounts are being monitored, but are coming to him in the back end. Parents are being told it's just bad luck. Bad luck. I'm sorry. At this point in time, if you have run out and gotten your baby this shot without doing any research at all about what it could potentially do to your child, you are you are complicit. I, I There's... If I were if looking at an experimental brand new drug, regardless of what side of the aisle I was on or where I was politically or how much I knew about the news, I would be in books. I would be on reading papers. I would be as a parent. That's just what I would be doing. Some people just march their kids out for this thing without even doing a shred of due diligence on it at all. 
Compl- uh, it's becoming a little bit. I think it's becoming a little bit more of a um, a spiteful thing too. Yes. Like I was saying, I was talking about it before when uh, when it came to those uh, that ridiculous clownish person from from California, the abortion doctor that wants to set up a floating abortion clinic in international waters. You heard about that? Well, we talked about that Monday at the end. Yes. Yeah. Just it, so think about just to think about that when you hear about it and you say I, I say to myself when I hear that, OK, well, think about what kind of a, a melodramatic twat you have to be to go out into international waters to have an abortion on a boat just to be able to pretend like you had no other options. Right. Okay. Just, right. To, just to pretend. Right. And it, yeah. Now, now, now tell me, Tracy, I, I, with all the craziness we have seen, tell me that there aren't people out there who will go out and get pregnant just to be able to have an abortion story. I, I don't disagree with you at all. And as a matter of fact, um, speaking of abortion quickly, remember we we went through that thread um, from Megan Fox, journalist Megan Fox, who every time I think of Megan Fox, I think of Megan Fox, the actress with the weird thumbs. The actress? Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, it's a Back to the Future reference. Oh, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, why did he sound like that? <laughs> that was my Christopher Lloyd. Never mind. <laughs> but anyway... More has come out on that because people, the AG, I think it's Ohio, the AG has come out and said, we don't have any criminal case open for this whatsoever. Not only that, but our laws here would have allowed this 10-year-old, alleged 10-year-old rape victim or victim of whatever to stay in the state and get an abortion if she needed it. So that whole story is just completely debunked. Um, Anyway, back to vaccination injury. The deaths and injuries are happening in plain view of everyone with no plausible explanation for the coincidences. They're only happening to vaccinated people, but because the press never mentions the status of the people who die unexpectedly, the public never realizes the pattern. I'm going to find in our Dark to Light Telegram room, Frank, the, the page of the person who's a member of our group who shares unexpectedly died stories all day long. She gets them from everywhere and puts them in one place. Um, I, think that's, I think that's maybe where I, I've, I've seen some of them. Probably it's it's collected. A, yeah, it's an invaluable like. And again, I, I was saying for a little while, like maybe we just never paid attention to unexpectedly died before. But it happens so much at this point that there's no way that that's the case. No way. Um, well, I, I'm even suspicious of Marion Barber's death. Cowboys running back. I, I had I had his jersey back in the day. He's only 37, 38 years old. He's like a year older than me, I think. Just just about a year older than me. And. He was found dead in his apartment um, a, a few days ago. They say that he died of heat stroke. Yeah, and that and that the the thermostat was on like an eighty eight. Like he liked, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, for a guy, for a guy to spend for have his his professional career to be spent in, um, you know, fully suited up for football practice and playing on a professional level in Texas, and then to die for, of heat stroke in eighty eight degree weather in your apartment. I don't know what his day. I just don't know. It's and of course maybe it is completely explainable, but uh, with everything going on, I think about that and hell. Yeah, and then you think about I hate doing it, but the Phillies pitcher, what's his name, saying I'm what? not going to allow Canada to tell me what I'm going to put in my body. He's not playing in in Toronto. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he came out. I'm going to find it real quick before we go on to this next, which is where we talk about celebrities. Um, oh, so celebrities like. Bradley Cooper dating Huma Abedin. Oh, that's so weird. I saw that. 
I, I don't. I never click. So I, I well, I rarely click celebrity news just because every once in a while I think it might be a funny grab bag item for my show. But when I saw this, I said, "What? What? What? What was the allure with that? Yeah. What? Do you th- what who put the? No. Very weird. Very weird. Very strange. Okay, so it was. I'm just looking through. Um, God, there's so much to talk about today. So much to talk about. Um, where is it? Here we go. Philly's catcher, JT Realmuto. Here we go. Teammates have supported you, though. So, how do you feel about it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's an extremely unfortunate situation. Um, obviously, my teammates know how I feel about them and, and um, how bad I want to be out there with them. But um, it's just unfortunate that I'm not able to make the trip. What do you I just, I mean, I'm a healthy 31-year-old professional athlete um, that I just didn't feel the need to get it. Um, I've had COVID a couple of times and super mild symptoms uh, back when it first came out. And when it came time to decide whether um, I needed a vaccine or not, I uh, talked with a couple of doctors that I knew and told them my story and just really decided I didn't think I needed it. And I, I wasn't going to take it just because I was told to. Yeah, but I mean, what's 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 money when I'm not going to let Canada tell me what I do and don't put in my body for a little bit of money? It's just it's just not worth it. Oh, your yes. life is not worth a little bit of money, basically, right? How dare you? I mean, do you know do you know how how valuable money is? <laughs> it's not valuable at all anymore. <laughs> Maybe if he was maybe if he was paid in rubles, he would have taken it. <laughs> Good for him. Even though the Phillies, the p, the p, the p. By the way, yeah, Metsies are doing pretty good this season. Just saying. Not as good as the Yankees. Not nearly as good as the Yankees. Wow. But, I mean, not nearly well, I, as good. Come on. Not nearly as good. The Yankees are the best record in baseball. Mets have like a one and a half game lead over the over the. Uh, the second place team, the Yankees no, have a 14 game lead. No, they don't have a one and a half game lead. Did they lose last night? What do they have? Let it's going to be four if you look at the standings, I believe. Oh, wow. It's swelled to four. It, listen, bitch. Don't start with your Yankee nonsense. <sighs> yes, Yankees are 61 and 26. The Mets are 54, 34. All right. So they're a little bit, a little bit better. And, than the, the, and the Mets are one and a half games above Atlanta. See, so they lost last night then. They lost one game. Yeah. So the, the most they could have been in the last two days was two and a half games it, up. It was three. <laughs> well, where'd the other half game come from? Your ass. Yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> Listen, whatever. The Yankees lost three <laughs> so far. I, I don't. They lost horribly to a very. It was so anticlimactic end last night to the Reds. They went into the ninth inning with a three nothing lead, and uh, and then the Reds just scored four. It just <laughs> boom, and that was it. They just just. It was so weird. So, um, you know, they retired Keith Hernandez's number last weekend. Good. He deserves it. He's great. I cried, which is so stupid. I was so. It's it's not stupid. I've gotten emotional with a lot of different, like, especially when you grow up with someone and like when, when, when Mariano and Jeter and Pettit were all retiring, that was the last of it. And that was, you're just saying that's your, Childhood, yeah. pieces of your childhood that are going away. That's uh, it's it's total. I remember my grandfather. My grandfather very rarely cried about anything. The most, you know, my my grandmother's wake things like. He's a very tough guy. But I remember when Joe DiMaggio died. He and my grandmother were were very very um, 
uh, affected by it. Mickey Mantle too. And I, it's just these, I mean, especially back then when it was so much part of Americana. Yeah. It was a, it, it's just, uh, it's important stuff. And I, I'm, I'm sad that we lost that. You know, you talk about a movie or you talk about a sports game these days and, and most people feel like they have the purity spiral and say, oh, I don't watch sports. Well, sports I know. Are, I know. And it's like, oh, you know what? You know what? All right, good. Good for you. You don't watch sports. I had a. Me- I, I understand what's happened, but come on. I had a Mets-themed wedding, for goodness sakes. Our sand ceremony was blue and orange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That's great. Our sand ceremony was blue. I met him, my husband, because of the Mets. I met him because of that. And... Not only that, I grew up in a household obsessed with baseball and the, and the Mets were everywhere all the time. My mom had season tickets every season. I went to every single game in my, I mean, literally we lived there. We knew the staff. It was insane. And my, I'm not going to say that part. It, I've had some crazy stuff happen because of my experience at ball games, and I've absolutely loved every second of it. And then I obviously shied away from sports completely for years and I'm starting to feel like I wish I wish I had it back because it was a great thing to relax and go to the ball game and sit and be joyful over a team. And I miss it. Were any of your children conceived at Shea Stadium? No. Okay. What about City Field? No, that's 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 too that's too late. Yeah, City Field is too late. But I did have my first kiss with my husband at Shea Stadium. Oh. Yep. We've only just begun. <laughs> Back to death and destruction, Frank. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to get into the celebrity part and the sports part now. Think about all the rock concerts that have been terminated or canceled due to medical reasons. Ready? Justin Bieber, Santana, Brett Michaels. They never give the causes of the vaccine, so they have to make something up, like Santana, or simply refuse to disclose it, like Michaels. Now, Brett Michaels has had a history of really terrible health issues. Yeah. Um... Somebody sent him a list of four other concerts that were canceled within the past few months, which is not normal. But most people don't attend rock concerts in different parts of the country, so they never figure it out. So, like, someone's not, most people don't go to Arizona to see, like, Dave Matthews Band and then to Seattle, and even though some Dave Matthews Band fans would do that. Um, but they don't travel around, so they don't know all of them are canceled. They just know the one that they were going to go to is canceled, is what he's saying. Um also, Santana canceled six upcoming concerts to recover from dehydration. From dehydration. Now, I know he's, he, what is he, 70, what is it? He's in his 70s. He is in his 70s. Um, so, I, I won't put it, I won't put it past him that he needs a few more days. Well. That, that's like a couple, of seven, seven dates for, for a tour like that. There's usually, you know, sometimes there's consecutive days if you're at, you're staying at one venue for a few, for like a weekend, but. There's travel days. There's other things that 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 has to be about two weeks, a two week break at, at least, if not more. He says all the doctors I talked to said that that makes no sense. Worst case, he'd get IV fluids and be back to normal in a few hours. So the explanation, hours, okay. yeah, that's what he's saying. Um, other celebrities are speaking out about their injuries, like Eric Clapton, but they aren't well publicized. Uh, he says Clapton's video has just sixty six thousand views as of July eleventh. Yeah, Clapton's been separated from the herd. Yep. Isolated. Yeah. All of the celebrity deaths in 2021 and 2022, they're never covered up because they can't be. But what they never mention is the total number of unexpected deaths, and they never mention the vaccination status of the deceased. But they can't hide the total number. It's true that almost every day you hear of a celebrity passing away. Almost every day. Um, 
Three, young people virtually never die in their sleep. When you see this happening over and over, it is not an accident. When you see it happening to celebrities, it's even more noticeable and impossible to cover up. Like Danny Hampson, who died in her sleep on her wedding day. Oh, God, help me. Oh. Athletes athletes are dying in plain sight at 22 times the normal rate. Today, former NHL defenseman Brian Marchment died unexpectedly. But few people are tracking this. So they have no idea that the rates are so much higher. They attribute it to strange causes like dying from heat stroke in your own home, like you said. So, so Marion is Marion Barber in that the article? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, there's a screenshot of Marion Barber underneath. I just wonder if he took it. I just well, if he took it because he's been out. Of, he's been out of the league for a while, and and we know that. Um, and and thankfully, thankfully. Black Americans are of the most unvaccinated demographic out there, thankfully. So I just wonder if there's any impetus for him to go out and get it since he's no longer, um, you know, a professional athlete. But, you know, he he may. I, I don't know what he's doing for work and what his uh, his thoughts on the matter are. I just don't. It, it does not sound it doesn't sound right that a guy in his in his uh, his age and his physical existence should die of heat stroke in his apartment. Yeah. In 80, they said that his thermostat was on and it was around 88 or 90 degrees. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It was 90 degrees all day yesterday over here in New York. I didn't die. Don't you wake up if that's the case, let's say something malfunctioned or whatever. And he like, don't you wake up in the middle of the night sweating and like say, Oh my gosh, it's really freaking hot in here. What's going on? And then say, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go sit in the car for a few minutes, turn on the freaking AC. Yeah, well, I, I I had to get up last night and uh, and adjust some fans and stuff. It got a little muggy. But as far as he goes, you know, some people were offering up ideas that when he works out, he likes to work out in sauna-like conditions. Well, 88 degrees is not sauna-like conditions. It's just not. I mean, I've, I have uh, closed the doors. I put on extra pieces of clothing to go out and make sure that I sweat more than usual. I, I've done that before, um, but it, it just... It just doesn't sound right. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, then he he gets into a couple other ones here. UPS drivers, like 24-year-old Estegan Chavez Jr. are dying while delivering packages. You know? What about pilots? Yeah. For we're, a while, we were, we were, were worried about pilots. You are so good. Next number, pilots. Pilots are having events at unprecedented rates, but the airlines are refusing to screen the pilots for cardiac issues. When American Airlines captain Bob Snow had a cardiac event right after he landed, he didn't even get a call from the CEO of American Airlines. The FAA won't require pilot screening. They know exactly what they'd find. So they look the other way and say nothing and pretend these events never happened. The pilots know. Any member of the public with a working brain can figure this out. But we assume that the FAA is honest and will do the right thing. Big mistake. The FAA was officially put on notice. There's a link here which brings you to another Steve Kirsch substack that goes into detail, and they've done absolutely nothing about it. They ignored it like it never happened. Congress is doing the same thing. They aren't holding the FAA accountable since they know it would make them look bad, and everyone is banking on nobody ever finding out. Then he goes into surveys. They consistently show that fewer than 50% of Americans are willing to get more shots. Most of America is clued in, even though none of the media people are. No, they are. They are. They're just not talking about it. They know exactly what they're doing. Now he starts getting, oh, people's young and healthy friends are having medical problems at unprecedented rates. For example, today I learned that one of our country club employees forced to vaccinate that I knew died from a stroke at age 52. 
A young candidate for U.S. Senate, John Fetterman, had a stroke following his vaccination and he may never recover. And then he says, whenever we do audience surveys, every audience always reports a comparable or excess rate of death from the vaccine versus COVID. So even if you don't see it yourself, the live audience surveys are very convincing since there's no bias in these live surveys. Nobody but misinformation spreaders like myself are willing to do the surveys for some reason. Then he gets into surveys. Then he gets into mandates are vanishing, even though COVID rates are increasing. They're talking about Australia, how they're backing off with no apologies for what they've done to those people. Um, He gets into how COVID was actually created in a U.S. government-funded biolab. That's a long one. Vaccine injuries are now being compensated in other countries with large payouts, but not in America. Not a dime, even though there have been thousands of applicants. Um, Well over uh, one million Americans have been injured or disabled so severely by vaccines they're unable to work. There's a bunch of links in here. Mm. Um, the most extensive investigations ever done on death on a death. 14 months of intensive investigation have proven that vaccines kill people. 27 year old Jack Last of Stowe Market was vaccinated on March 30th, 2021 and died days later. It took 14 months of investigation to determine he was killed by the vaccine. Um, and, and, then, and, probably, and probably only took that long because of all the resistance along the way. Yes. Um, this is point 14. There are 50 of these again. Remember. Jeez. And he gets into, by the way, like which doctors who are now getting brave enough to speak out about it that were silent before because they're all afraid to lose their license. But some of them are growing a set of balls and a conscience and starting to speak out. But here, Ed Dowd was interviewed by the Defender and the uh, CHD roundtable and made the following points. The group life claims come from a younger employed demo dying neither from covid nor suicide. This group of largely millennials fed a silent Vietnam War body count wise, 61,000 in 2021. How many how many insurance companies counted? Not stated. Uh, The connection to the shots is demonstrated by the hockey stick plots of deaths versus time, clearly marked by mandates and boosters, the smoking gun. CEOs who mandated the shots are reluctant to publicize their responsibility for killing their employees. The financial catastrophe will push these data into the mainstream news sooner or later. Ed was working directly with actuaries and insurance executives, specifically counting group life claims, not just deaths among the general population. The exponential rates have changed, marked by dates of vaccine rollout, mandate implementations, and boosters nails the vaccine inference for those fatalities reported this way. The argument is hard to contest. Smoking gun, as he says. This is, yeah, insurance industry hard data, money paid out. No response from any fact checkers. Because they can't, you know, he has a link in here to a video where he recorded a Politico reporter fact checking, called him to fact check him. And she told him, like, we're going to record this conversation. So I have it. So he recorded it, too. And he put it on Rumble. (laughs) Something else. Hmm. We could have spent three hours going through this entire Substack. I think that that is warranted. I implore all of you to read this. I will put it in the show notes today. There are so many more of these. I'm not done with it. I think I'm going to break it down further after this. It, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. Well, you've only gotten to what? 15? 16? Yeah. Out yeah. of 50. 50. Yeah. And we got 15 minutes left. Wow. The pulmonary embolism rates were over 1,000 times normal. And we knew that in January of 2021. They aren't showing the public the Medicare all-cause mortality data. There's so much, so much. And it's all backed up with links. 
because Steve Kirsch has has been known to sometimes say things that were not necessarily sourced, but were probably true. But there was no way to really verify it. But these are all they're all verified. They're all sourced. So, my gosh. Yeah. Terrible. So we'll move on to something equally as terrible, in my opinion. Do you remember when we had Patrick Byrne on to talk about his meeting in the White House? Yes. He's he's going to go. He's going before the uh, the crazy committee, right? On Friday. Okay. And he told us what happened. Do you do you remember him mentioning anything about screaming and yelling and General Flynn getting in people's faces? I don't remember. No, I don't. I I remember I, the the what the general the gist of what I remember. Uh, I don't remember details at this point, but the gist of what I remember is that he was um, he was taken aback by how everybody that should be fighting for the president in a time where the nation needed it the most was pretty much getting their resumes in order and they're just trying to get this over with as quickly as possible and did not care. And that people like Rudy Giuliani didn't didn't couldn't even conceptualize the the digital uh, aspect of of what may have been happening at the polls and et cetera, et cetera, and how the president was really just all alone. Yes. And so I'm going to play a little bit of this. This is how they they snip and 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 tie together depositions that probably lasted hours and hours and hours. It's Sidney Powell, Mike, uh, General Flynn, who General Flynn is he has a way of getting um, angry and not getting up in your face and threatening to punch you. Okay, I'm just saying he doesn't, you know, and and he's not the angry type. Like when he gets frustrated, he's just not his person. Like what they're saying in here just makes absolutely zero sense. It's all BS. These people. Now, it's Sidney Powell and General Flynn is in this snippet, too. Let's just play some of it. It's long. It's, it's eight minutes long, but yeah. Did you believe that it was going to work, that you were going to be able to get to see the president uh, without an appointment? I had no idea. Uh, in fact, you did get to see the president without an appointment. We did. How much time did you have alone with the president? I say alone. You had other people with you, but right from his aides before the crowd came running. Uh, probably no more than 10 or 15 minutes. Was in that... In- I bet Pat Cipollone set a new land speed record. I got a call either from Molly or Hirschman that I need to get to the Oval Office. So that was the first point that I had recognized. Okay, there was nobody in there from the White House. Mark's gone. What's going on right now? I opened the door and I walked in. I saw General Flynn. I saw Sidney Powell sitting there. Cut. I was not happy to see the people who were in the Oval Office. He, by the way, this is all cut, right? So there's, I can hear it. Yeah, but so but, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to understand what kind of narrative they're spinning here with the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're saying basically. They're, we'll listen to a little bit more, but basically what they're saying is that these rogue actors. burst their way into the White House with no appointment to (gasps) meet with the president against their knowledge, without their knowledge and against their will. These gatekeepers that the president surrounded himself with, like Pat Cipollini and Hirschman, who are lying to this deposition in this deposition right now. If I have no reason whatsoever to believe that General Flynn and Patrick Byrne have lied about what happened in that room. Zero. So I I believe them, too. Yeah, I mean. He told the good, the bad, and the ugly. And everybody has a, an opinion about 
Patrick Byrne, fine, I get it. The one thing I can tell you from personal experience through watching everything and following him now for years because of what he came out with during Spygate, that was the first time we interviewed him, Frank, remember? Yeah, we had him on, how many times, like three times on the show? Yeah, yeah. I had him on my show twice on the side, too. Yeah, he doesn't lie. Like, I've never seen him lie about anything. I mean, he didn't lie about his fa- the fact that he wasn't even necessarily a Trump supporter. Right. That should count for something as well. Yeah. You know, there's there's some people there's some people who aren't actually, uh, you know, uh, aligning themselves in one in one political camp or another, but actually just just care about the future of a uh, future of a of a country. Yeah. And there's been like a big um campaign out there now i'm not everybody can make their own decisions like whatever but there's only one person that i know of who has forked over 10 million dollars of their own money to election integrity efforts only one burn yep yeah so let's let's keep listening to cipollini talk about how the dirty unwashed were in the white house here well again i I don't think they were providing well first of all the overstock person i've never Anything this guy was. Actually, the first thing I did, I walked in, I looked at him, and I said, "Who are you?" And he told me, "I don't think I don't think any of these people were providing the president with good advice." Uh, and so I, I, I didn't understand how they had gotten in. In the short period of time that you had with the president, did uh, uh, he seem receptive to the presentation that you were making? He was very interested in hearing particularly about the CISA finding and the terms of 13848 that apparently nobody else had bothered to inform him of. I was asking, like, if you claim that Democrats were working with Hugo Chavez, Venezuelans, and whomever else. And at one point, uh, General Flynn took out a diagram that supposedly showed IP addresses all over the world and who was communicating with whom via the machines and some comment about like Nest thermostats being hooked up to the internet. So it's been reported that during this meeting, Ms. Powell talked about Dominion voting machines and made various election fraud claims that involve foreign countries such as Venezuela, Iran, and China. Is that accurate? He just bled the fifth the entire time. God bless him. So I guess, um, I guess this is really just this segment of the charade is about showing how the president was being uh, was having his fantasies. Uh, I don't know. Validated by a bunch of conspiracy theorists. Whack jobs. Yeah. 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 Like he was just being surrounded by what and he was seeking the counsel of whack jobs. And, yeah. And and then this is this is part of the motive. The motive. If you remember. President Trump at that meeting appointed Sidney Powell a special counsel and she was supposed to come in the next morning, get her office and staff up and Mark Meadows wouldn't let her back in and it just kind of went away. It never happened. And um, people are just very, very, they're mesmerized by the fact that, and this is, this is what lefty Twitter picked up on. Sidney Powell stopped to take a very big gulp of Dr. Pepper in the middle of her deposition, and that has taken the world by storm, apparently. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. You know, now Dr. Pepper is going to have boycotts and nobody's going to drink Dr. Pepper anymore because Sidney Powell happens to like that soda, you know? Yeah, I, I saw yesterday, 
right before, probably right before I went live last night, it was on the the Twitter the Twitter trending section cork board, uh, which is not things that are trending. It's just things that they want people to see. Um, they, it was just the how the January six the actresses over there are looking for Trump's extremist ties. This is probably part of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're creating extremists. Yeah. They know it too. They know it too. This things like this this committee is there to create extremists. And um, every day that this nonsense presses on, people are being shown just how really claustrophobic this country is and how obsessive and maniacal the political class is. Um, This is how obsessive they are because it's not just about Trump. It's not just about Trump. It's about creating precedent. It's about and every time that Julie Kelly posts something else about the status of someone who's being tortured as a, a federal detainee. And it's, it, it's insane to me how even I, I was reading one of her posts yesterday about some Reagan appointed judge who is apparently one of the most cruel of all of the, uh, of all the judges that is, that is keeping people locked up and handing the harshest of sentences and having, having mothers in, in, um, on uh, strict, strict uh, house arrest, missing uh, births of grandchildren and daughters' weddings, and it's they are they are they are absolute maniacs. They are maniacs, it's, and if they're giving people a reason to to foment an insurrection, an actual one. Well, I think that's that's some of the point here. Um, oh, oh, absolutely is. Yeah, like they had this ex oath keeper come in revealing that January 6th was going to be an armed revolution and possible new civil war, which is such bull. Yeah. Like, it's such bull. I'm going to read some of the quotes. There's a video I haven't watched yet from Fox, but maybe we'll play. But listen, this this is all happening on the heels of Cara Castronova for Gateway Pundit releasing um, documents she received from a federal informant or somebody in the FBI, I'm sorry, this is what we talked about Monday and the report hadn't come out yet because we record so early. Somebody in the comments on BitChute called me a liar because I said I couldn't find the Gateway Pundit story, but it hadn't been published because we don't record as we're like whatever. Um, but this story, I read through all these all the 60 something documents they released. And, and what is happening is this confidential human source embedded inside of the Proud Boys, you know, so whenever the FBI is asked whether or not there were confidential sources embedded in the crowd on January 6th. This is just one from a small Kansas City chapter of the Oath of the uh, Proud Boys. So, yeah, there were probably thousands of them there. Thousands. Um, he was telling them there is, you know, I- even in December, there, there's no plan. There's no plot. They're not scheming anything. They're not sure if they're even going. Then when they decide to go, they're going. But they're going peacefully. They, they only want to protect people if Antifa shows up and wants to attack There's no organized plan. When they get there to D.C., they don't even know where to go. They don't know who's there. They have to try and figure it out. Um, Other groups join them while they're walking and identify themselves as militia and ask if they can walk with them. And they're like, yeah, I guess you can walk with us. Sure. But then the DOJ takes those groups that were walking with them in militia, quote, and calls them Proud Boys anyway, even though they're not. Oh, and this and this Patriot Front thing oh. is so pathetic. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so absolutely pathetic. It's just a bunch right, of right, glowy soy boys wearing. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> right, right down to their stupid shields. Oh my god, who would show up 
unironically holding the aside from the feds, of course, yep. holding shields and, and 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 coordinating with their sunglasses and mm-hmm. their gray uh, wool face mask and their khakis. Oh my God! Nobody, nobody would do that. Nobody. It's it, it, it's almost like it's the incoming class, the the uh, the incoming twenty twenty three class of Yale that showed up. <laughs> and yep. It was ridiculous. Yep. Let me see what this video. But they, they get, oh. they, there's a new there's a new analytical uh, article every day on them. Oh yeah, they they very much want to make the Patriot Front the face of the right, but nobody's buying it, even the right here. In the run-up to January 6th, Stuart Rhodes publicly implored President Trump to invoke the Insurrection Act, the 1807 law that allows the president to call up militias to put down a rebellion against the United States. And I want to get your thoughts about this in the context of your prior relationship with Stuart Rhodes. Um, I understand that you had conversations with Rhodes about the Insurrection Act. Why was he so fixated on that? And what did he think it would enable the Oath Keepers to do? Well, I, I think it gave him a sense of legitimacy that it was a path forward to. By the way, that's hearsay. You cannot ask a witness to tell you what someone else was thinking. And, but then again, what is this all about? So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just nonsense. Do you want to hear the rest of this real quick? It's only two minutes. Yeah, sure forward with his goals and agendas um i i think we need to quit mincing words and just talk about truths and what it was going to be was yeah because they've been mincing words they've been mincing words a lot you know what the thing is i'm not even going to play the rest of this to be honest because i can almost guarantee you jason van tattenhove that's this guy's name former oath keeper spokesman that's what they have him on his lower third okay I, I'm going to file for you and get all this guys. I'm going to file for you. I bet you anything. He's an employee of the U S government. How much you want to bet? Uh, I mean, I would, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'd put some money on that. So not a lot, not a lot. No, <laughs> it's not I, worth it. It's, it's not worth it, but it's just, come on. Let's not mince words. It's, it's such a, yeah, let's just, let's just make him up. <laughs> That's what he's doing. It's just ridiculous. I, he says, I think we need to quit minting words and just talk about truths. Okay, you're in the wrong room, buddy. I mean, people um, talk about truths and what it was going to be was an armed revolution. But nobody brought any guns. Nobody. Nobody brought guns. He said, I mean, people died that day. Law enforcement officers died this day. There was a gallows set up in front of the Capitol. This could have been the spark that started a new civil war and no one would have won there. That would have been good for no one. Who is starting a civil war with a Trump flag and beanie? Who? Who? They keep saying it and they keep lying about how this was heavily armed as well. It, I know. And the, and the only murders, the only deaths came at the hands of Capitol Police and or heart attack that day. Yep. Yep. What? No, no officers died that day. Zero died that day. Zero. Yeah. They, they, they managed to stack four officers' bodies over the course of a week due to suicide, which that is still one of the biggest questions I would love to see expanded on. Nobody will. I would lo- I've been asking that question since the beginning. What? We have another officer-related suicide because of this mosh pit? That means that every 
every uh, security guard that ever worked Hammerstein Ballroom when Pantera came in would have killed themselves afterwards <laughs> if that's why they all took their lives. Hammerstein. Yeah. Lastly, quickly on Bannon, Frank. The judge, first of all, I, I said when when the president re- basically released executive privilege that Bannon was going to try and testify, I said the DOJ is never dropping this case. It's not happening. And I was right. They're not dropping the case. And then they had a, a hearing the other day on, a, on like 10 motions that were in front of the judge. And the, the, what the judge basically did at this hearing was make it so that Steve Bannon has zero defense whatsoever. He can't mount a defense at all. He can't talk about this. He can't talk about that. He can't talk about this or that or this. And the attorney at one point said, why are we even having a trial? We are not allowed to defend ourselves. Because there's no, they took away every avenue that Steve Bannon had to be able to defend himself. They can't use OLC opinions. They can't use anything. So what's the point? Like why would we just call him guilty and let's call it a day and leave? Ridiculous. Wonderful point. That's, that's it for today. Good point. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Saturday and Sunday on Real Talk 933. And we will be back on Friday. Later. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 